Hey, welcome to the show. Sorry we're late. I was getting some coffee. Grant Cone, Coach Noah Johnston. Uh, if you were looking for the Cone phone, that'll be tomorrow at 10. If you're looking for some fly merch, quality control style is coming real, real, real soon. I already applied for my seller's permit. I didn't even know what these things were. I got a square thing going. So it's about to, it's going down. Just letting you know. Anyway, we talk about, it's going to be a little, maybe a, a half episode. We'll see. We got five topics. And they're mostly on the 49ers, starting with there is a legitimate report that five teams have called the 49ers to express interest in Jimmy Garoppolo. It's unknown how many of those teams would actually trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. The answer is probably none. We don't know. But friend of the show, Dan Cilio, said, you know, yelling. I would think what he typed it into Twitter, but he probably yelled it while he typed it. Yeah. Uh, that the Falcons have offered a second and the fifth for Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, if they've offered that, I'm not sure that they have, but I'm guessing the stipulation is the Niners would have to pay a hundred percent of Jimmy Garoppolo's salary to make anything like that work. What do you think of this? Can we call it a report? Yeah, I Rumor. think Dan Silly also said that uh KD wants to come to the 49ers. Kevin Durant? Yeah. That makes sense. But I, I, he does though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, if the 49 if if the Falcons are really offering a second and a fifth, they should do it like now. Times. Like right, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Like now, like, yeah, because like the Falcons could wake up and realize what a stupid idea this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I don't understand like why a team like the Falcons would want to do the Falcons should be in like if you don't want to call it tank mode, it should be in like rebuild mode. Like they right. should not be trying to they shouldn't be trying to win right now. Like, right. They, they, they should, pref I, if I were them, I'd much rather have the second in 2023 than one yeah. year of Jimmy Garoppolo in 2022. Right. And the possibility that you might like have a high first round pick this year, and then you could go get your, you can go get your quarterback, your real quarterback for the future in this come upcoming draft. Yeah. Like, as opposed to maybe G you get Jimmy Garoppolo and I mean, you, we've seen it pat in the past with the 49ers, right? Like if you get an extra win or two, that can that can propel you or propel you further down in the draft. And now you're out of you're out of position to really get one of those quarterbacks or it'll cost you an arm and a leg to move up and get one. Now, from the I guess from the Falcons perspective, like if the Niners are gonna pick up most of the money here, maybe Arthur Smith feels a little pressure to win a little bit because he I mean, is it his second year there? Uh, Marcus Mariota, like, yeah, he, he's probably more talented than Jimmy. I mean, he was the second pick of the draft. He can move, but he might be even more injury prone than Jimmy. And once Marcus is hurt, now you're down to Desmond Ritter, who I don't know if they wanted him to play right away. He was a, what, a third round pick. So I could see them looking for another quarterback. I could, um, still though, like trading a second for a guy who's going to be on your team for one year, unless they extend Jimmy Garoppolo, in which case I'm thinking like, hello, what are you thinking? Why would you do that, right? I mean, I don't think any team's looking at Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Like, he could be our guy for the next three to five years. I don't think so. If they, I don't think so. yeah, if they, if they, if they extend, yeah, it'd be crazy. If they extended him, you know, there's a lot of debate on like where Jimmy Garoppolo ranks for, in the Niners quarterbacks all time. And some people want to say that he ranks ahead of like Alex Smith. When Alex Smith left the 49ers, there was a market for him. I mean, a very good coach locked him up for like three, four years and, and right. went to playoffs with him. No one wants Jimmy Garoppolo for the next three or four years. Did that he, should tell you all you need to know. Didn't Alex Smith make a Pro Bowl? 
Did he make? Did he make? Yes, work? he played very well for the for the excuse me for the Chiefs. He played very well for that team, and that was back before they had Tyreek Hill. He played one season, I think, two, one right. season with prime Tyreek Hill and had his best year ever. That was back when he had like what Dwayne Bow and like Jeremy oh. Macklin. The, and the, the only reason why, honestly, the only reason why he's out of the league is he had like the one of the most horrific injuries ever yeah. in football. <laughs> he was winning with Washington. No one wins in Washington. Right. Right. So anyway, we, we're, I don't know why we're talking about uh, Alex Smith. We're, we should be talking about Dan Cilio and his his silly his silly report. He Whenever he does a report on Twitter, he goes, big sales. Hashtag big sales. I love that. Shout <laughs> out big sales. Second and a fifth for Jimmy G. Look. I still think that the Niners are in the mindset of they're prepared to spend $27 million to keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster all year to get that third-round comp pick. So if, if you're already willing to do that and a third-round comp pick isn't worth $27 million, what would you pay to get – I mean, what would you pay to get a second-round pick? Like if you offered to just – look, I'll pay for Jimmy Garoppolo to play for your team this year. What will you give me? Second and a fifth? Is that somewhat – or not even? It's like, I don't know, like – you could pay for him. We still don't want. <laughs> we still would rather have a second round pick. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'd rather have the second round pick. I mean, it's I not know. like I, I don't feel like the the what what would the Falcons' real benefit for? Like they be they get a couple they get a couple more wins probably. Like with with Jimmy, like he's a good he's a I think he's a starting quarterback. He's on the lower he's on the lower end uh, of starting quarterbacks, but. Seems like what he does is he repairs your reputation. If you if you're like, if you need some credibility, some wins, if you need your win loss record in the regular season to improve, maybe maybe that's why Jimmy why Kyle stuck around with Jimmy so so long. It's like he was done with Jimmy after 2020, and he got Trey Lance, but he's like, you know, there's going to be a growing pain year with Trey Lance. Should I do it right now when I'm like 10 games under 500? Or should I just give Jimmy one more year to boost my win-loss record up a little bit and then go with the the unknown? It seems like Jimmy can kind of give you some leeway if you're what was what were the Niners before Jimmy got here? One in ten? Yeah. Those are the kind of teams I was like, oh my God, we need some respectability. We are all laughing stocks. Jimmy will come in and get make right. us respectable. What team is is like desperate for respect? The Niners were desperate for respectability coming off Tom Sula, Chip Kelly, and the one in ten start. Shot. A team that's desperate for respectability. Giants, maybe. Maybe, but again, that coach just got there, so he won't be desperate for respectability until he's one in ten at the trade deadline. See, the I don't know the Giants. Maybe Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta. But I, I still think it's a little early for them. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, but again, if if the Niners hold, like if the Niners hold on to Jimmy, and this drags into week three or four, see then. The Falcons' plan could totally blow up. Marcus Mariota could get hurt, and they'd be in Desmond Ritter. And then the Niners are like, "Okay, do you want to? Do you want some respectability? You guys want to be a joke all year? That's that could be their play. I still think that John Lynch is going to die hard with this trade and take it down. Right. Very Maybe, I, I was thinking about this. Maybe the whole thing where they paid where they paid Sudfeld, right? If you think about this, so Lance is a starter, yeah, which means. He's probably he's probably he's probably not going to play that much in the preseason. Probably like, not. Probably not. Better not. He got hurt in the preseason last year. And and if Jimmy and if Jimmy is the backup, he's not going to play. He's not going to play much because he's coming off injury, and they still want to keep the possibility to trade him. So you sign. And him can't, we can't risk him getting hurt ever. Right. So, yeah. Sudfeld, it's going to be big time Sudfeld time in in preseason. Also, Purdy. 
And you wonder why they drafted a quarterback. Those two are going to be getting some reps in preseason, man. It's true. That's right. a good point. Sudfeld time. Apparently, he tears it up. His like uh, quarterback rating in the preseason is really good. I think that's yeah. why he's got it. Was, I thought it was so funny to think about this last year and then and about like, oh, I'm so excited for preseason to get to see Trey Lance. Nah, they, they trot him out there for like – he, he plays for like twenty plays, and then Kyle's like, "Ah, it's, he doesn't need to play. He doesn't even put playing time last week." Like, yeah. all right, so Cilio, let's see if you're right. It makes sense, but again, if the only way the Niners are getting an offer like this is if they pay Jimmy Garoppolo to play for another team. And frankly, I mean, I wouldn't do it. I'd take the cap space. But since the cap space is out the window, the cap space is just to roll over for next year. They're not going to do that. If you want a cap space, you should have created that four months ago. They're past that. They're looking for picks. They love picks. I don't know why they love picks so much. And they're willing to spend way more than picks are worth. Well, let me ask you a question. If they did pull this off and they got a second and a fifth. And paid for it? Yeah. Would you – like I know if if they if they traded Jimmy Garoppolo for like a six, I think you're, you're going to blast them. You're like for holding on to that. No, I mean, well, look at it like at, at least you got rid of him. No, no you got rid of him. But, yeah. but you can't forget about the fact that they could have gotten rid of him before oh, I can't forget about that either. <laughs> no, no, no. If I'm right and they hold on to him into the season, that's insane. That's it the is. most that, that's the biggest thing you can criticize. After that, it'd be like, hey, at least you came to your senses. You should have came to your senses four months ago, but at least you got there. I don't know what right. took so long. Right. But so you if they thought did, there was a trade market for this guy, I could have told you there wasn't. If if they if they do pull off a second and a fifth, like are you you're are you applauding them or are you like you're not gonna blast it's only a little bit you're gonna blast them a little bit because in in my I'll, mind I'll, I'll, give them, I'll, I'll praise them for at least getting him off the team but I'm not gonna say that it's genius to spend 27 million dollars on a second round pick like that's not you know the next trend in the NFL it's like okay you salvaged a situation that you could have done better with but at least you didn't make it worse at least you finally cut your losses and got something so i'll give you know i'll give you credit for that while i hold my nose at the whole situation now, if this is going to happen but if for somehow they end up gotten a get a first for him would you applaud that for, for oh my god you'd have to for waiting. it's like they would be totally vindicated it's like yeah. their whole thing was like there's gonna be a sucker some there is a sucker in this league and he's gonna present itself and it did and i my whole thing is this league is not that stupid they know exactly right. what Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree with that. And Cilio said the Bucks were interested, and there was like a source the next day being like, "Uh, <laughs> no, if this dude could throw a deep ball, he'd have two. I mean, that's how p- p- fans and media make it seem like, "Hey, man, he's not perfect, but what a he's a really good player and a heck of a leader." Like the league is looking at him as like, "Back up, back up, we're good, thank you." So I'm just curious to see which narrative ends up being true. Anyway. Yeah. I, I agree with all that. Like if they did, if they did end up getting a first, I think you'd have to vindicate them. And you'd have to really, really roast whatever team did that. But that's not <laughs> yeah. really my job. But I could, I could make it my job. All right. I don't play Madden. I, I the last Madden I played was on PS2 when I was in high school with Mick, Michael Vick on the cover. That was legendary Madden. But I really haven't kept uh, up with the franchise, which is basically the same game over and over and over again. But it's interesting to see like their rankings for things because I don't know. It seems like the players care and. I don't know. They uh, have been advertising it. Uh, throw power for quarterbacks. They had a top 10. And freaking Trey Lance wasn't on it. Hold on. Let me real quick get the list because it was like ridiculous. You could be like, well, Trey Lance hasn't proven anything. He hasn't been in the league. Okay, well, Sam Howell and Malik Willis are on this list. Malik Willis is sixth. He, apparently, according to Madden, he is the sixth strongest arm. Give him a 94. 
and throw power. And Trey Lance didn't make the list. So here's the list. One, Josh Allen, 99, throw power. That's legit. Two, Patrick Mahomes, 97. That's legit. Three, Justin Herbert, 96. Four, Matthew Stafford, 95. I'm with him at this point. I would put Trey Lance in right here at number five. Instead, they go Zach Wilson. So I like Zach Wilson. He has a very he's a much quicker release. He doesn't throw harder than Lance. Does he? Well, the only thing I would say with Madden ratings is it's not a direct translation to you know, like there's guys in, in Madden that have like high speed ratings, but they're they run like a four, they really run like a four, you know, uh like a four or five or something, just because their play speed is is that high. So I just feel like throw power is fairly cut and dry. It's like velocity. But so is speed. Like, but so is so is speed, but it has such a big impact on the game. So that if a guy if a guy plays like he runs a four a four three, you have to bump yeah, the speed up. To that's him. true. I mean, like in pads and in the game, as opposed to on a track or whatever. But, but like throwing a football, do, do you really throw it not as hard when you're laying a pocket? I don't. I mean, they have Deshaun Watson at ninety three. He does not throw hard. Yeah, he's number nine. I mean, Again, he's great. I think it. it I, I think it. It's just how the the game how how throwing power impacts the game. So they have to guys that they feel like are better. They they have to bump them up. Um, but I mean, the fact that they would put Malik Willis at number six on a projection and they won't put Trey Lance in there to me is like, why is the whole league so skeptical of Trey Lance? Like he's a big unknown, of course. But the fact that I don't know what's going on. The, the people are really acting like, hey, man, books words out. He's not good. He's one play Trey. Like, really? I don't understand. Like Zach Wilson gets the benefit of the doubt. Sam Howell gets the benefit of the doubt here. But Trey Lance, people are looking at Buffalo wide like this out of there. I'm saying. I don't get it. What is it's it's not a race thing. It's just a very strange narrative that's taken on. A, 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 it's a life of its own. I don't get it. I mean, I, th- I, I blame Daniel Kelly and his rapping. It's probably his fault. The former scout. Yeah. People look at him and be like, oh, he was a former scout. He must be right. Maybe, maybe, maybe Trey Lance needs to look look at his mom's friends. See, see what's going on. See, you have to do something really stupid <laughs> as a quarterback to get people's respect. With Jimmy, it was the Kiara Mia thing. Everyone was like, oh, he's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. <laughs> he was, he, well, Trey, Trey Lance was dating Colin Cowherd's daughter, right? For that was, while. yeah, that was, you know. He should have. <laughs> He's got that dog in him. You got to do something ridiculous as a quarterback to get the locker room behind you. Jimmy did it. Zach Wilson did it. You also have to be good and win. Um, I don't know. I just feel it's like a it's like a whole theme. Until I, Trey Lance, he he could shut this up in but, one month. But right yeah. now, every, I feel like a lot of people who don't know the team very well are looking at him, being like, "Yeah, he's a bust, and the Niners aren't going to be that good. It's going to be his fault." And right. it's based on like Emmanuel Acho or something. You know, but I, but I, honestly, I, I think it probably benefits the Niners to, to not try to defend him or shut this down. Why? Because I, I think he's the type of player that thrives off of that kind of thing. People won't tell him that he can't or he's not that. That was his story coming out of high school, right? right. So yeah. I think he thrives off of that. So he's I think done this they, before. Yeah. I think, right. I think the 49ers want that environment for him. They, that's, they're probably like that's probably why they don't defend him. They're probably like, yeah, let like keep keep the pressure below, keep that keep it on him because he's just gonna thrive off of that. It seems like at least that's been his mo up to this point. And that's kind of been Kyle's mo too. It's not like his he doesn't feel it's his role to to like um, be the PR director or the marketer for the quarterback and be like, let me tell you what this guy's gonna do. I mean, if if 
everyone wants to doubt Kyle and his quarterback, he's like, great, lower the bar. And just make just make yourself wrong. I think it's from his perspective. Like he likes to be the troll. Like, okay, say it, keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. I'm not gonna correct you. You've you've been on the record 80 hundred, you know, 80 times that Trey's no good and that we can't pull this off. Okay, keep saying it. I think that's kind of how he thinks. He he really gets pleasure out of having proving people wrong. Being this yeah. being the guy who was right all along, the only guy who saw it, the guy who went out on the limb and was right. Hey, I respect it. It's not like he's gonna, hey, hey. Trey Lance is our starting quarterback. I like Trey. Like, no, I'll just be like, oh, you said, uh, you too? Okay. Trey, you hear that? You hear what he said? You hear that? Because, I, I mean, deep down, I don't know if even it, Kyle 100% believes in Trey, right? It's not like he's not that kind of guy. So it allows him to hedge. But at the same time, it might be his, the way he likes to coach a young quarterback. Hey, they don't think you're going to be good. Yeah. Maybe that worked with Robert Griffin. Maybe there was a lot of skepticism with him before he tore it up his rookie year. Hey, man, they don't think you're going to fit the league. They don't think you can do it. They think you're a gimmick. It might, it might be also – it might be one of the things that also that that attracted Kyle to Lance where he might have thought that this is a guy that doesn't – not going to need a lot of coddling. So, yeah. I, you know, I feel like I could work with that because I'm not going to coddle. No. No. <laughs> no. He's only going to talk about the bad plays all the time. That's Kyle's style, but it was his dad's style too. All right, let's keep talking about Trey Lance. Another thing with Trey Lance, everyone is so focused on him and what he doesn't do well. Even Steve Young was talking about his delivery and how it's a work in progress. And then he said that Jimmy Garoppolo's delivery was A+, which made my you know, head spin, especially coming from Steve Young. And I think I know what he means, just in terms of like the arm action. With Trey, uh, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on with the arm action. It is a work in progress. And with Jimmy, it looks pretty. It's quick. It's 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 what it's taught to look like. Um, but to me, the delivery is more than just the arm action. It's the whole body action. And we know that Jimmy is important. The lower half matters. And Jimmy doesn't set his feet. So why is everyone so focused on Trey Lance's mechanics when the guy he's replacing? Also has, I'm not gonna say also, has bad mechanics himself. Right. The 49ers have gone to an NFC championship and a Super Bowl with a guy that nev- that doesn't set his feet. Like so, they've been playing with a guy that has has bad mechanics for, like yeah, sure he can throw a spiral and he can throw he can throw some off platform throws, but his mechanics are a plus. No, and what is the consequence of him not setting his feet? Very little velocity, the inability to throw outside the numbers and deep, and also poor ball placement. They act like he's Joe Montana with these slings and putting it like right on the shoulder, right? No, he's not. You got wide receivers reaching up, reaching back, left and right. That's George Kittle. Yeah, what are you talking about? His ball placement is not good. He's not a particularly accurate quarterback. He's gotten a lot of easy throws, and he has a lot of really good receivers who make him look good straight up. So, I mean, with him, everyone's like, oh, man, just a – Gorgeous throwing motion. Trey, Trey, we have serious questions about. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to have gonna have like 99 accuracy down the board in Madden? Like, I'm <laughs> more, I, I have more concerns with Jimmy Garoppolo's mechanics than Trey's because Jimmy doesn't work on his mechanics. Jimmy doesn't work on his footwork. Jimmy's never improved. Trey, 10 years in the league. All, Trey takes all the criticism to heart. Trey says, Trey hears what he doesn't do well and spends the whole offseason working on it. Trey read or heard or whatever got wind of me saying he wasn't throwing deep. And the next day he hit two deep balls in a row. He's very much like, what can I do? Tell me, I need to know. And he'll, he'll attack it as opposed to quarterbacks like Colin Kaepernick, 
We're very defensive. What don't I do well? I don't care. Yeah. I actually I do it well. I don't mechanics. I'm not big on mechanics. Forget mechanics. I've made it this far doing it the way I do. Like Trey's like Alex Smith. What do I need to work on? What do I need to work on? I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna get better. He's gonna get better. Jimmy never got better. Colin never got better. Jimmy and Colin were quite similar. A lot of a lot of early success. Um, no improvement. And uh yeah, they weren't as great as people thought they would be. I mean, when Jimmy first started, people were like, oh my God, it's Joe Montana again. And when Colin first started, they were like, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. It didn't work out that way. Because maybe those two didn't have what Trey Lance has. Maybe. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I agree. Although Trey Lance hasn't proven anything yet. I'm I mean, getting a little ahead of myself. It's not, if you look at, if you look at probably arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, like the one of the biggest reasons why he's made it this far is his work ethic, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't stop. Like he has the best delivery in the game, and he's constantly working out with Tom House and people like that. It's never like, oh, I got it. I'm Tom Brady. I'm 30. No, I'm 45, and keep working on it. Right. Yeah. 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 So Trey Lance throwing mechanics. I think it's funny how people are hand wringing all this stuff about every little thing he does when with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Again, like this is this is what I, we saw the, the the phenomenon last year. Trey Lance is doing pretty well in training camp um, as a 21 year old rookie who hadn't played in a year. Jimmy Garoppolo is like falling all over himself, throwing a pick a day and no one cares. It's yeah. like, well, I heard that in this one little drill for five seconds. That was a move the ball drill. He missed an open receiver on third and seven and scrambled for the first down instead. That's just not going to translate. Well, what about the two picks Jimmy Garoppolo threw today? Oh, he was just working on stuff. He's proven. Don't worry about Jimmy. He's it's, proven. It's gonna be. It's gonna be in camp. It's gonna be great because people that people that are anti Trey Lance are gonna pick apart like and be like, oh, Trey Lance did this today. He threw an interception or he, or he was inaccurate and and they're gonna be and they're gonna pull apart. But they're they're gonna forget like. Last year, when Jimmy Garoppolo would throw five, six picks in the camp, and that was true. He's working on. He's working on. He's working on stuff. He's working on stuff. What's funny is that David Lombardi is now totally pro Lance. So the rivalry's over. Oh well, it was fun while it lasted. Sorry. I think what pro- David's David's thing was he didn't quite know which horse to run. To, well, I think he he actually knew. Well, because the the team the team is pro Lance now, so right. right. Last year it was a little. Murky, but he figured out which which one they were back in. I, I went with the one who was better. Right. But we'll see. Official BNA music. See you at camp on the 28th. Better see you. Shout me out. I'll be there. Brian Culp, will Jimmy ask for a release? How do you ask for how do you walk away from 27 million so some team can give you five? Would you? No. <laughs> no. Because no. No. I mean, from his perspective, probably he's probably thinking, man, Lance is trash. He's gonna fail. He could get hurt. Why don't I I could take this job? I mean, there's going to be so many. I have so many friends on this team. As soon as Lance messes up or does one thing wrong, they're all going to be looking at Kyle, be like, hey, man, can we go back to winning? I'm sure Jimmy's thinking that. Or, for, I mean, from, think thinking. or like, it's just as simple as, man, look at this bank. Like, <laughs> like, I like 27 million. 27 million, 5 million. 27 million, 5 million. This feels bigger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. The state. Of the center position. The Niners have been trying to sell us on Jake Brendel all offseason. We're like, if you want to say that he's a good backup center, fine. If you want to say that he's a solid starting center, you can't know that. No one can know that. Uh, at least that's the way I feel. So I just feel like all offseason, we kind of look like, what's the next move? You can't possibly 
this isn't it. And then last week, Billy Price, former first-round pick of the uh, Bengals, went on a following spree on Instagram, Twitter. He just followed a hell of 49ers, and everyone was like, oh, he's coming. But he's not on the team yet. Uh, wha- what do you think is going on here? Or, or the Niners looking towards next year and a potential free agent? I don't know. I, I always thought that what the, the Niners are kind of doing is with all these guys, right? So they, they have like six six spots that they're replacing this year, including the quarterback and safety and all that. The, the likelihood that they're going to be able to hit on all of those is very low. Is low. They're not – I'd be very surprised if they got – if four of those players are like good starters, right? Um, so I, my idea what I think they're going to do is – they're just letting it play through camp and they're going to see which one of those spots or where those spots where they need help. And then maybe make a move for, for some of those for at a spot where they, where it doesn't work out. And I think it's a high probability that Jake Brendel is not going to work out. Uh, you know, and like, I don't and, even believe that they think he is like, it's, I, I just feel like they're, they're lying the, before they signed Billy Price or whatever. The thing that's kind of cra- the thing that's crazy about it to me is, is there's evidence in the past where how important the center position is. It's not the quarterback position, right? But it it seems like there's there is, um, it it definitely matters as as where their center position is or where they are on their center position. It affects their entire offensive line, and it's you've seen it in in Kyle Shanahan's tenure here, and you would think that they would put it as a priority, you know. But it, I feel so like they what they what happened was Richburg went down, Garland filled in for like seven eight games. They they went to the Super Bowl and they're like, see, if we can make it with Ben Garland. It's like first of all, Ben Garland played like seven or eight games. You didn't win the Super Bowl. He didn't. He couldn't even play the next year. I mean, I don't know that you really proved that you could actually do it. Plus, he was actually proven that he was a solid offensive lineman in the league. He played before. Jake Brendel hasn't played. Okay, it's not the same. No, it's it's also not the same in in this in this aspect, right? So, like when you when you're looking at a player and you're just like, oh, this backup played, they played well with this backup for this much time, right? So, the, being a backup is not the same for doing it for an entire year. Why? Okay, because what inevitably happens is you get injuries. So it's not just you're you're not just playing with this backup. You're playing with a backup at left tackle. You're playing with a backup. At running back, now you're playing right. a backup, but at free. So you're this close to having third stringers on the field, right? The so the backup, right? Right. You're at, you're you're always going to be playing with backups, right? Yeah. You just want to you want to minimize that. And if your starter is already a backup, then <laughs> you're you're just making your you're just lessening your entire roster. So that's the problem. See, to me, what's so funny about the way the night like people are looking at this Niners team, at least nationally, there's a lot of skepticism with this team, as there should be. But for the wrong reasons. Everyone's skeptical of this team because of Trey. What well, Trey was a top three pick. He's a very gifted player. He showed good uh, flashes last year for a rookie quarterback. The Niners have a lot of other question marks on the team. And they don't have super talented people who are unproven there. Like, huge question mark at center. They don't have a top three pick there who just hasn't gotten playing time. They got freaking Jake Brendel, who's almost Great. 30. You know, like they have question marks, four question marks in the offensive line, three question marks on defense, nose tackle, strong safety, nickelback. They got like they got like eight question marks out of 22 starters. And everyone's focused on the quarterback who's like the most gifted of all the question marks. What about 
They don't, who the hell is starting at nickel? Who's covering Cooper Cup on this team? I don't know. No idea. No freaking clue. And if Javon Kinlaw can't, uh, you know, if his knee surgery doesn't turn everything around, then what's the plan to nose tackle? And what if Talanoho Funga just isn't a starting set? So these are all the questions. And coming back to left guard and right tackle, it's like, yeah. I just went on a big rant. Yeah. But the thing is, is Trey Lance has already played. He's already played. He's already played in one games and played played well, at least in, in one game last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, he is a high draft draft pick. Um, yeah. I mean, Kinlaw, Kinlaw has played well when he, when he plays, number, number one. Number two is even if he doesn't play well, like – that they have that they do have depth at defensive on their defense. They got Ridgeway. They got and they Ridgeway. have and they have the and they have the best defensive line coach in That's the true. league. So like, are you even if Kinlaw doesn't play, I'm not really that worried about those. That's fair. That's quite, fair. Quite honestly, yeah. So there's that there. Then you know, I mean, Hafanga did get some playing time last year. Did, true. So like, he's after Lance. He's probably. I would probably go in, in my confidence ratings of the guys sure. when they're replacing. I would go Lance number one. Then I would actually go Kinlaw because he's gotten he's gotten a lot of playing time. I think he's, I would go Lance Kinlaw. Uh, then because right, Kinlaw has shown he can at least kind of do his job as a nose tackle when healthy. Talanoa, we don't know that he can do his job. He's right. shown factors that he might be able to. But, and yeah. Kinlaw has actually made some like he's he had the he's had bat downs. He's had picks. He's he's he had he's had some impact. He's, had he's some really impact. good at that actually. He realizes, yeah. like, oh, I'm not getting to the quarterback. Let me make a play on the ball. He does that very well. He yeah. did that in college too. He has some. In, he's had some impact plays. So I would put. That's why I would put him. I would put him. He's ahead super of him. fluid, like running. You know, like running sideline to sideline when he has the ball. Very. He's a very good athlete. I still think he should be an offensive lineman. Moving on. Yeah, it, it'll. He's imagine him pulling, dude. Imagine him pulling. Are you kidding? He would be so good. He would be a hell of a right tackle. I think he could be so much more gifted than Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. Oh my god. Javon, who is his agent? Move the right tackle. There's oh a lot my god, him and, and Trent Williams. Woo! A lot of god. money, a lot of money at the tackle position. Run stuffing nose tackle or a right tackle, man. Come on, that's what kids don't understand. That's a lot of kids don't understand. Is offensive lineman and especially Ooh. the tackle position. There's a lot of money there. Go play right tackle, Javon. That's what I'm saying. Man, I see I have his best interest at heart. That's what I've been trying to say. I've been trying to advocate for Javon. Sorry, he'll figure it out. Yeah. Adventures but, of the Alchemy. Thank you. Yeah, he he's a guy. Be he's gonna be interesting to take a look at in camp. Uh, this coming camp because supposedly you know he's worked on his body. Um, yep. He's he's a guy that's gonna be interesting. I like that. Was it Jason Poe? The whole idea of taking college defensive linemen who aren't gonna really make it in the league, but turning them to offensive linemen is great because the the athleticism disparity between O linemen and D linemen in the NFL is crazy. Get some yeah. of those athletes on the O line and teach them, especially. If they got no future in the D-line, I think it's really smart. See if it works. I don't know. I agree. Sean says Trey will be what RG3 should have been. Kyle was the OC in Washington in 2012. Trey's a much better supporting cast in 2022. 2022, Trey will be the rookie RG3 of 2012 on steroids minus injuries. Yeah, man, I just hope the Niners can keep him upright. That's my only question about the Niners offense. It's not Trey. It's the left guard, the center, the right guard, and the right tackle. Yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, I just got to – I think I just to be his first. I think I just got some breaking news. Tell me. So it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the 49ers. Oh my goodness! All right, can you confirm that? Can you confirm that? Oh man, that changes everything. Damn. 
All right, last topic. Man, that really threw me off. Okay, I want you to make a bold NFC prediction. And let's do it like this. Let's start with like a bold Niners prediction and then a bold non-Niners prediction. So two, four, bold Niner, four bold NFC predictions. Me and you both go Niners first. All right, bold Niners prediction. I'm not going to go with anything with with Lance just because I think that's True. kind of that's kind of the obvious. Yeah, that's kind of the obvious yeah. one. I'm going to go with that. Uh, Jennings is the is the second leading receiver on the team. I like that. I like that. He's the one that's going to be the third year contract push guy that just kills. It. That's what it looked like to me. Everyone's focused on Ayuk. Ayuk looks the same, which is a good player. Jennings looks different. Jennings looks hungry. He looks hungry. He wants to be the champ. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I like that. He's going to be the guy. Because, you know, in the red zone, I feel like Kittle's a decoy. Debo's a decoy. Unless he's running the ball. They want to go to Jennings. I'm with you, man. He could get 10 touchdowns. Yeah, could it? I, I could see, like, okay, I could see it go. Okay, obviously there's Debo. So Debo's going to get fed the ball. I do think I do, I do do think um, Kittle, the, you know, the final ways to get Kittle. I think Ayuk will be like Ayuk will get big, maybe some big plays here and there. But I think I think Jennings will just get fed more because he's he's a guy that consistently he'll consistently catch the ball. He's over the middle. Um, yeah, I think he's a, he's their only big receiver. Russell James says, "Did you say Mullins was the next Montana?" Someone said, "No." I just thought he wasn't. I just thought he was better than Jimmy, but I've never been a big Jimmy guy. Yeah. Mullins didn't have the wins, but he didn't really get to play with. He never played with Bosa. I'm just saying. I'm like, not. I'm not capable for. I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like you. It's like you say. If it's like you're saying something's better than Burger King, like you're. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> this is slightly better. This is Burger King Plus. Definitely go there. Okay. Bold NFC prediction for the Niners. Okay, this is so bold. Okay. Niner fans, listen up. You're gonna love this. My bold prediction is that. They're going to miss the playoffs. Hold on. I'm going to take it back. <laughs> My bold prediction is that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the roster all season. All season. At his current contract number, $27 million. He won't play. They'll just keep him on. They'll keep him inactive like the Texans kept Deshaun inactive last year. He will not play. He'll be on the team all year. The Niners will win nine games, miss the playoffs by one game, and everyone will blame Jimmy Garoppolo simply is, for being on the team. Is Lowell going to give you like an, a bottle for every month that he's on the team? He better. Maybe I'm just trying to speak this, <laughs> this <laughs> into, into existence for me winning, but that's my prediction. They come real – because, look, they were a 10-win team last year. They lost some vets. The schedule's way harder. I could see them falling back one win and – having $27 million on the bench be a direct result. I'd be a direct reason why that's, of course they could get rid of Jimmy. They could make some more moves. They could get 10, 11 wins, but right now I'm looking at a nine win team with a whole lot of money on the bench for no freaking reason. That's how I feel. Now I know the Rams had a lot of money on their dead cap last year, but they had no choice and they had a top 10 quarterback. The Niners have a choice and they have a quarterback who's probably not going to be top 10 right away. It's freaking 22. He could use. I mean, they're, only, they're not even going to – like, the Rams brought in Stafford. They're like, hey, let's throw 600 times. Hey, bombs away, baby. Let's go. They're not going to do that with Lance. You're going to be like, Lance, you're going to be a game manager this year. Just don't turn the ball over as much as Jimmy, please, and run a little bit. Like, that's what they're going to ask him to do. So you want to help someone like that. The Niners are like, yeah, we're going to help him by keeping Jimmy on the team. Thanks. 
You're welcome, Trey. I know it's what you wanted. Anyway, that's my ball NFC prediction. I'm a downer. Yeah. So let's talk the rest of the NFC. What you got? Rest of the NFC. Um, well, here's I, I got an extra one for you. Here's a bold NFL uh, NFL predict, prediction. Okay. Uh, I think the the Dolphins don't make don't make the playoffs, and the Jets improve on their record more so than the Dolphins improve on theirs. That's interesting. I've been looking. I like the the Dolphins. I like the Jets a lot. But my issue is I don't know really what to think of Zach Wilson. I know you like him. I know he did better toward the end of the year. Um, he takes a whole lot of sacks. He thinks he's a lot more athletic than he is. I wonder about him. I'm just saying. I wonder about him. With Tua, he knows exactly who he is. Mediocre. He's Jimmy Garoppolo, left-handed Jimmy. And he knows it. He can move a little bit better than Jimmy. And I think... Everyone on that team knows it, and they're gonna—they're not gonna use him like he's Aaron Rodgers. They're gonna use him like he's Jimmy. In New York, I think they're hoping he's Aaron Rodgers. And if he's not, I think the whole shit may go down in flames. I don't know because I don't think—I don't think Zach Wilson wants to play like, you know, get the ball out of my hands quick, just be a distributor. He thinks he's a playmaker. I don't know. That's my thing, but I don't know. I'm a little scared about yeah, his decision making, and it has nothing to do power, with his mom. Ninety-five throwing power though. <laughs> Um, okay, I got a bold NFC prediction. The Vikings will win the NFC North. You've been watching Colin Coward, huh? Oh, no. That's his prediction? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like the whole Mike Zimmer uh, coaching staff was super stale. That's, what, that's, that's what Colin Coward did. <laughs> he, 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 more, he, said, he said that, you know, the – Zimmer's coaching staff, or Zimmer just wasn't really in, uh, wasn't really a pro Cousins thing. Like, didn't really work. It was really working. I thought I had an original thing to say. It turns out Coward said it. Ugh. Ooh. Oh, well. Well, I guess that means we're both wrong. Maybe, maybe he'll I guess give that you means a the Packers are winning that division. Maybe he'll give you a podcast. Maybe he'll be doing the Grant Cohen podcast. Huh? I think so. I think we got off on the right foot. <laughs> I got another one. Niners finished third in the NFC West. Right behind right behind the Dolphins. I just don't see the Niners <laughs> taking this season seriously. It's a very much like, let's see what we got season. Like, what kind of way is that to enter the year? Let's see what we got at eight yeah. positions. Uh, let's, 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 let's just mess around and like, I don't know. Hey, J- hey John, you're paid. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm paid. Kyle, oh, we I'm just paid. made the NFC championship game that we're we're off the hot seat. We can do whatever the hell we want. We're we're signed for the next five years. Yeah, let's just kind of take their foot off the gas this year. How about that? Yes. Genius. I think that's genius. I don't know. Yeah. Especially when every other team went all, like five, like 15 teams went all in this year. And the Niners play all of them. Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand. They're going to have to get real lucky with injuries, but they're the unlucky team with injuries. I just don't see this going. And again, Trey's going to get blamed for all of it. All of it. But again, it could all work out. But when it doesn't, Trey's going to get the blame. The, the other thing that they could do, and I mean, if they ever, if they did get rid of, get Jimmy Sally off the mark, off their roster, is, you know, like around October, something like that, November, teams start getting interested in selling some of these players that are in, in their final year of the contract. So if the 49ers are kind of, are they're in the hunt and they're looking for a player, they can get a player for fairly cheap, probably, you know, um, 
on their yeah. roster from a team looking to sell. Mr. October says Grant Pope prediction last year was the Niners missed the playoffs. That's not even true. My, I, I when their uh, roster, when their record came, no, excuse me, English, when their schedule came out, I went through it and said 10 and 7. So I, I didn't get the games right, but 10 and 7. And I don't usually get that record prediction right. In 2019, I thought they'd be 6 and 10. They ended up being 13 and 3. I was just a little off. But last year was my best year. So Mr. October, I had to set the record straight. People be lying on you when you when you're you know when you got your own quality control jacket. All of a sudden, people just make stuff up. So you have to set the record straight. It's important. Yeah, I think I re I remember you you saying something like 10, 10 around nine because I said nine and you were around. The, I remember you were on the same mark. When Jason Verrett went down week one, I was like, I'm changing it to nine and eight. But I don't. But that was after this. That was I'm not talking but about. Even, that. But even then, I'm not talking about that. Even if you're off, even if you're off by one, like it's not. Yeah. I'm just saying nine and eight this year. It's pretty uh, lukewarm. I mean, it's pretty. It's not exactly a hot take. Uh, to me, it's right down the middle. It's a ten and seven team last year, with a harder schedule. I mean, you could say they got better. Like they added Chavarius Ward. That's an upgrade. But they might have downgraded. They definitely downgraded at center. They definitely downgraded at left guard. Uh, they definitely downgraded at nickel. That's three spots. Maybe they're as good as they were last year at strong safety. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe they're as good as they were last year at nose tackle. Maybe. I'm open minded. But three spots definitely downgraded. One spot certainly upgraded. I mean, the the schedule is brutal. I mean, not just the entire AFC West, but the Bucks too. Your own division. I don't know. At least they'll get to face the Cardinals when DeAndre Hopkins suspended. I don't even know. Yeah. What isn't he? Is he back for both their games? I think. Is he? I don't know. I think he comes. I thought, I thought he comes back before they play him. I don't. I gotta check that out because to me, Kyler Murray is actually kind of underrated, and <laughs> I think they've just done a really bad job of putting a team around him. DeAndre Hopkins is a great compliment, but the running game stinks, the coaching stinks, the offensive line is good, the tight end stinks. Now that he has Hollywood Brown, who actually is pretty good and played with him in if they could get the Brown and Hopkins and Murray all in the field together, that team's gonna be really tough. That offense is gonna be really tough, just based off talent. So I'm curious to see what happens there. That's all I have to say, Coach. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in the Cardinals. I'm like, uh... dude, Cliff is so bad. Cliff, they gotta fire Cliff and get He's an got actual a sweet coach. ass house though. So yeah, he does. That guy needs to be on the on the uh, hot imagine, seat. Right imagine you got fired from you got fired from your college job, then you're gonna be an offense. Then you got that, a head coaching and you fell up. Yeah. Oh my God, my life is ruined. Oh wait, the NFL wants me to be a head coach. Great. Wow, that was close. And I got fired from Texas Tech because I couldn't win, even though I had Patrick Mahomes. Legit reason to get fired. And then I got hired, and now I'm going to get fired because I can't win with Kyler Murray. Well, I guess they should have seen this coming. It's crazy. Crazy. Callie says, "Love your channel. Thank you. Stay true to you and what you're doing. How about doing a meet and greet during training camp? Continued success and good health." Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I could do a meet and greet. I didn't want to do it after the Javon thing because I felt like a lot of people want, like were putting the hit out on me and I didn't want to bring that on me by myself. But I think maybe soon I could do a meet and greet. But still, man, there's crazy people out there, Callie. Maybe you're one of the crazy. No, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you for the five dollars. Get some uh, get some bodyguards for that event. Sound good. Uh. All right, that's the show. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. Oh, wait, hold on. Timothy says, will Anthony Lynn keep Kyle from choking under pressure? 
I don't think anyone can do that. I think that's on Kyle. The only person who can keep, who can prevent Kyle from chugging under pressure is Trey. Yeah, I was just going to say you know, that. Trey, Trey Lance. Trey. Cause the, the and that's why Kyle and Jimmy had to break up. They like, they're like partners in choking. You know, they brought it out of each other. They're, they're like a toxic relationship. You know what I mean? They brought like, the worst of each other. They're choking each other. <laughs> Uh, anyway thanks the show thanks uh for watching have a great saturday if you're on the west coast um if you're on the east coast you you wasted it i don't know what were you, what were you thinking no i'm just kidding it's, it's hot out there dude it's like 100 it's 100 degrees out here it's so pleasant in the bay area you gotta love that i'm just gonna rub it in so pleasant yeah. wonderful i'm gonna go outside with a turtleneck on thanks for watching see ya later